gonna, this, like I said, this is a healing night, so uh, we want to start with, I believe, uh, we'll go there next. We're open to going any direction, you understand, and, and uh, we're not really in a tight box or pre-formatted container. We just have fun. I mean, we have, I mean, we have our own building. I mean, we, we control the lights and the heater, and, and, uh, and we usually control the lights. I just saw them blink over there, but <laughs> uh, uh, we can have church. We can do whatever we want in here, <laughs> right? My desire is to see pains go away. If you've ever had pain or are in pain right now, you know it stinks, right? It's, that's the devil. God has nothing to do with that. He doesn't like it. And so we're going to pray until things leave. We're going to minister and speak the word and lay hands on people until bodies change. And they will absolutely change. And so uh, if you do have a Bible, I would invite you, encourage you to turn with me to the first page. (laughs) All right, not the table of contents, but the uh, Genesis chapter 1. So you can be brand new to the Bible and church. I bet you can find this page. (laughs) See, uh, uh, healing exists. The very reason healing exists is because of sickness and disease and injuries. Uh, There was no need for healing before those things came into being, right? Say, has God always been a healer? I don't think so because there wasn't anything to be healed. It wasn't a part of his, his plan, his original design. He didn't, he didn't create sickness, but because of sickness and disease, healing became something that he did for our benefit, all right, to reverse the curse, to undo what the enemy brings to people. And so sickness, disease, injury, because they do exist, and we all have been there and done that, uh, healing exists to solve that problem. Uh, what are these things? What are you know, sicknesses and diseases and injuries? They are disruptions in God's created order. It's not part of God's plan. They're not part of his design, but they are a disruption. It means something's broken. I mean, no, God doesn't create things to break. I know some of the products we buy I think they created it to break, so we buy a new one, all right? But God didn't create us. He didn't create things in this world so that they would fail, so they would break, so they would be damaged. Um, but he created them to, to do what, to serve their purpose and to continue, all right? Before sin, uh, human beings weren't created to die, We weren't created to live a few years and then our bodies give out. They would be renewed continually. That was his original plan. But I I want to read uh, a few verses here in Genesis chapter 1. I'm just going to jump down uh, and name the verses, and you'll see why as I do this. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 4 reads, And God saw the light that it was, what's the word there? Good. Look at verse 10. And God called the dry land earth and gathered together of the waters and the gathering together of the waters he called seas and God saw that it was good. Now you already know where I'm doing, what I'm doing, huh? <laughs> Verse 12, and the earth brought forth grass, 
an herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Verse 18, to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. Verse 21, so God created uh, great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And verse uh, 25, and God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and every uh, thing that creeps on the earth according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. Verse 31, then God saw everything he had made, this would include mankind, male and female, everything he had made, and indeed it was very good. Very good. Amen. Amen. So get the point? All right. Uh, anything in God's creation came up? Did anything come up evil? I, I can't find a verse in there. And the Lord created it and it wasn't very good. <laughs> Lord created it. And it was kind of cheap, kind of cheapy materials, you know. Production wasn't really what it ought to be. And yeah, it wasn't very nice. No, everything that he created could be said again and again, good, 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 very good. I don't know if I got it from that. <laughs> I didn't know I was doing that until I saw it on some of your faces. All right. Apparently I say good, good, good a lot. <laughs> And it's scriptural, so there you go. <laughs> but everything that God created was good. Now, uh, what's happening here is God is the only one involved in what existed. God was the only participant in creation. All that was, all that existed, um, was only a result of God's action, His will his involvement, there was nobody else, all right? That is why the word good is repeatedly stated and very good is stated because there wasn't anyone else messing it up. If it's all God, it's also all good, all right? There is no darkness in him at all. He is all light. He is all love. He is by himself, exclude anyone else's will or decision or rebellion or anything of that nature, everything's good. So we don't have to look too far to know what God is like when you separate him from, from sinfulness. It's just wonderful. And we have this, again, to look forward to in heaven. There aren't going to be any bad days. There's not going to be any plumbing problems. Right? There's not going to be any issues. There's not going to be any smog. <laughs> there's, there's not going to, your phone's not going to go dead. If you have that. Uh, I mean, it's just because of his glory and his influence. And they'll, I mean, I don't mean that we won't be involved there, 
but there'll be, sin won't be a part of the equation. And so we'll know and see God for what he really is and what he wants and how he's always wanted things to be. Now, uh, Satan, uh, of course, some will say, well, God created the devil, didn't he? Well, no, not, not in that sense. He didn't create him a devil. He didn't say, yeah, we need a devil running around here to, make, to, to hurt people and to lie and steal and destroy and maim and, you know, to start some wars and create some diseases and some viruses. And, no, no, no. Satan was, as many of you know, originally created by God as a beautiful, wonderful creature. He was known as Lucifer. We see that as a negative name now, but it wasn't always. All right. And uh, Ezekiel 28, 15 says about him, you were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. All right. In other words, he came up with evil. He went that way by himself as of his own choosing, but God didn't make him that way. And by the way, sometimes when we see things that the way they are today and say, well, this is messed up and this is a problem and this is ungodly. And we think, well, they were just made that way. Well, why would you say that? Why would you think that? Because if God made something, it was, it was good. If God made something, it had no flaws. The fact that things are the way they are does, today is no indication that God had anything to do with the way they are. Again, separate all sin and all darkness and all demons and all rebellion from God and everything is good. Put all that stuff in the equation and welcome to planet Earth today. Welcome to our lives, right? But God's design is good. Once, uh, once mankind and once Satan were involved, evil began to exist. Sickness has never been God's will. Uh, uh, if, if, it, if it was, he certainly would have created it and he would have called it good. If it was of God, we would, have, we, would have, we would see in here, you know, and on the sixth day, God created viruses. <laughs> right? On the sixth day, God started creating deformities and God made it so people could be messed up their whole life. Or, or God created the potential of injuries or something like that. And he said, it was good. If anyone ever thinks that way or says, yeah, I got this disease, but I guess in the big picture, it's probably a good thing. It's not. It's, it's by God's definition, that is not good or he would have put it in the creation list and called it that. None of that entered in until later. In other words, on which day did God create cancer? Where's that in the list? And of course, we absolutely do not see it. And, and uh, there's an old saying, I forget who, who originally said this, but that sickness is the foul offspring of father Satan and mother sin. And that's really where all this stuff came from. So it's not God's plan. It's not a part of his creation. It's not his will. It does exist, but he is absolutely contrary to it. Amen? Sometimes people will ask, uh, questions like, what about, what about children who are born, you know, with various abnormalities or people who are born with conditions of various types? Uh, what about that? I find it interesting that there seems to be, at least with some, kind of a default that if someone was born with a condition, 
that God controlled all that in, if, they had, if they got it in the womb. Maybe after they were born, it could have been some other cause, but if they were in the womb, then it had to have been God. But I'm telling you, the scripture doesn't say that. God never said that if someone's born with it, then I did it. No, they're still born. I mean, it's not, say, it's, it's not fair. Totally, it's not fair. But we live in a fallen world. We live in a sin-filled world. There are problems with people. And, uh, you know, sometimes you can try to identify why things happen. And sometimes you can't figure it out. But I'm telling you, it's not God's plan. It's not good. He never called it good. And so, yes, sometimes children are born with problems. And it is absolutely contrary to the will of God. He doesn't want it that way. He has never wanted it that way. But good news, there, is, there are answers to these problems even in this life. Now, one of the things that Jesus did when he, when he taught, uh, he not only ministered healing and so forth, deliverance to people, but he also would constantly teach them about God's ways. The religious people of his day would come challenging him with questions. Like, for example, they, they would question him about the laws of Moses concerning marriage and divorce and those things. And I, I, I know it, like in that particular example over in Matthew 19, he took them back and his logic of how to answer some of their questions was not, well, Moses said this, but he would take them back further than that. Because Moses spoke by the word of the Lord and gave the law, but he did that because of the sinful condition of humanity. Otherwise, that never would have existed, right? Okay, so, so Jesus would take them back further, like in Matthew 9, 14, and he answered and said to them, have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? So he would go way back to the beginning. What do you mean? Before sin, before the earth was cursed, before corruption entered in, he would say, that's the way God intended it. That's the way he meant it to be. That's his highest and his best. And this is, again, how we can continually discover God's will for our lives in the midst of a corrupt and cursed and, and ungodly world. We say, well, in the beginning, he said it was good, 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 good. And he didn't create cancer and he didn't create... All, the, all this stuff. That wasn't part of his design. He doesn't, and if it's in my life, he doesn't want it to be. It's a, an attack against his creation, me and you. And so, and so we go back to the beginning and we can see God's original design and how that answers some of our questions in the present time. So uh, one of the things that Jesus did, you could, you could see his, his ministry uh, is he would go about, um, Scripture says, doing good and healing. But what, another way you can say this, Jesus went about restoring God's original order. He went about fixing things that have gone awry because of sin and Satan, okay? And so he would go about, and, and uh, Ma Matthew 9.35 says this, uh, then Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. You mean he healed every, every, every sickness and every disease? What about the good ones? 
Uh, which good ones were those? There weren't any, so he healed them all. In other words, every sickness and every disease was wrong. Otherwise, he wouldn't have fixed it. He, he would have came by, came by and said, what's your problem? Oh, no, that's actually a blessing. What's going on with you? Oh, <laughs> that's a gift from God. You should just thank God for that one. No, every sickness, every disease, he healed. He's taken things back to Genesis. That's evil. God created it good, so we got to reverse that curse. And he would go around ministering to people that way. And then he, 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 he uh, empowered his team. The 12 would go out, the 12 disciples, apostles. They would go out and they'd minister the same thing. Say, someone would say, well, Jesus healed the sick. So did the disciples. They ministered to the sick and healed them, cast out demons. And then he, he found a bigger group because he said, we need more. We need more workers. Found the 70, 70 uh, disciples, and he empowered them. Gave them power and authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. And they would go out and they, and they were all setting things back in order. Everything was corrupted. People were suffering. Pain was galore. People were dying early. And he even had them raise the dead. That one's dead. That one's not supposed to be dead. Bring them back. It wasn't just Jesus doing that. We have the details of Jesus' ministry, but his disciples were doing all these things. The 12, the 70. And then when Jesus was raised from the dead, he gave that authority to all who would believe. And that includes us, huh? Yeah? And now, now his people, his body, has the authority, has the power from him to set things right. We have the ability to reverse the, the fallen nature and the order of this world that is causing people to suffer and die early. Yeah. And we are here to set things right tonight. I'm telling you, if, if, if you didn't see your condition in Genesis chapter 1, and we didn't read all the verses. You can read the rest of them to see if it's there. I mean, if it's not there, it's not good. It's not there. It's not a part of God's original creation, not a part of God's plan. And so we're going to knock it out of you tonight. With the power of God. I don't think we're going to hit you, but the power of God is going to hit you. If we get them confused, just be forg have forgiveness. I thought that was God hitting you. I didn't mean that. Some will say, well, didn't some of those diseases serve a purpose? No. No. Well, is, there a, is there a divine purpose for, for sickness? <laughs> Just checking. For those of you who confidently say no, uh, not everyone does, because they're not sure. And some have been told that God has a purpose in their suffering, a purpose for their pain. And that, I'm telling you, that's, that's human wisdom, trying to figure out something they can't explain. That's searching for meaning in, in pain and suffering, hoping that it serves a greater purpose because they want it to be worth something more than all the problems it's causing them. And so they want it to serve a purpose. Uh, unfortunately, there's no good news in that department. <laughs> it's not serving a purpose other than the enemy is using it to, to, to cause God's people to suffer. Okay? It doesn't have an inherent uh, divine reason for being there. 
it's kind of the, it's the, this is the mentality that everything happens for a reason. It's surprising how many Christians will say that, almost like it's a Bible verse. Okay, well, everything happens for a reason. Well, what, what, usually what they mean by that is a divine reason, like a reason that God's behind. He's, he's ordered this event. He's ordered this happening. Sometimes the reason for something negative happening is because I was dumb. Can't most of us agree with that? Not everything, but sometimes. Sometimes this happened is because I played the fool. I, I was rebellious or I disobeyed. I did the wrong thing. That's a reason for some. You say, well, it happened for a reason. Yeah, but that's not a not imply that that was a godly reason or a divine purpose. And uh, uh, the reason for many conditions is simply answered by we live in a cursed world. We live in a sin-filled world where the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And the enemy is looking for an opportunity, for an entrance, for a doorway to get in, to steal, kill, and destroy. That's real. And that's not God's will. It wasn't in the beginning. And at the end, when everything is wrapped up and that turkey has a chain wrapped around him, it's thrown into a pit for a thousand years. Come on, there's not gonna be any of this stuff anymore. Things will revert to what God originally designed and he created where everything will be good. In the meantime, we have some things to address, don't we? We have some circumstances that we need to look at and see him plainly and clearly and not accuse God or think he's somehow working it out, but say, Lord, you know, you have empowered me with the name of Jesus and the promises of God, and Jesus suffered to break this curse, and so I'm going to do my part by resisting this. I'm going to do my part by believing that your power to heal is greater than the power of this disease to kill. Absolutely so. And so, uh, uh, again, the reason is for many things is just a, a cursed earth. And, uh, and, and disease here affects many people if it's not interrupted. Some say, well, why did this happen to me? I don't know specifically. I know generally. Like the general answer is that process of death has to be interrupted with life. Death works through the human race. We have been given life, but we have to apply it. We have to say, I'm applying this life to this death, and light overcomes darkness every time. But if I don't do that, if I just say, I don't know, why is this here? I guess I have to live with it. Then darkness will continue in that way. But we can take action, intentional action, and, uh, and we can deal with these things. Now, sometimes you can uh, identify cause and effect. You might be able to say, well, this person got this because of a virus. This person got this because of a, you know, they were exposed to this, you know, deadly uh, harmful chemical. Or this person, they seem to have it running in their family. It's their DNA. No matter what the natural explanation for problems that people face all of this originally is a result of the work of the enemy and sin, okay? Whether I, can, whether I can say this directly is an attack of the devil or it's a demon, I don't always need to know that. It's not super important that I always identify the cause of my problem. Unless I think the cause of my problem is God, that has to be fixed because then we're fighting against our help. If I think he's the one who put it on me, then why would I even try to get better? 
right? So I, if that's the question, I do need to get that solved. The Lord is not my problem. He's on my side. He's not the source of this. And maybe if the cause of my condition is something that I'm going to repeat again, that might be helpful to know. In other words, if I continually live with fear and anxiety, and that produces, as you, if most people know, uh, maybe we need to be reminded, but that does produce downside effects in our physical being, both emotionally and physically. Uh, if, if we entertain fear and if we live afraid or full of anxiety, you're going to have health problems. And so you can get healed, but you're probably going to have to get healed again tomorrow. Right? You'll be in the line every month for our healing services. So sometimes when we identify that type of source, we know I got to start Praying, praying. I got to start meditating in the Word of God. I got to start casting my cares on the Lord, for He cares for me. I, I've got to learn how to live in His peace and live in the rest of God and trust in His grace to sustain me, right? And there's some things to learn there that will compel us into continued, ongoing health, okay? So sometimes there's a reason to identify that type of source. But other than that, we can get things healed no matter why they're there. We really can't, just because it's not, real, it's not of us. Jesus is the one that empowers. He's the one that shed his blood so we could do this, right? So if someone says, I'm sick because of sins that I have committed, okay, well, let's get you healed. You saying my sin doesn't matter? No, but I'm saying we can get you healed anyway because Jesus shed his blood to forgive you and to heal you. Well, my problem is because of family history. Okay, well, let's get you healed then. Well, my problem is demonic. Okay, well, that's easy then. Demons are defeated. They're afraid of us. They're afraid of children of God. We have the name of Jesus. So we'll, we'll knock that, that dumb devil out of you. Well, my condition is chronic. Okay, well, we'll get you healed then. Well, mine came from, you know, years of drug use or something like that. And I did this to myself. Well, okay, let's get you healed then. Say, Pastor, you're acting like all of this is like the same. Yeah. I mean, if you were to say, if you were to come and say, I lied, I told a lie, I'd say, well, let's get you forgiven then. If someone said, well, I lied and I stole something. Okay, well, let's get you forgiven then. Well, I lied, I stole, and I committed adultery. Oh. No. <laughs> Oh, you're going to have to wear a scarlet letter. <laughs> no, we say, well, let's get you forgiven then. Well, I did this and this, and I sold drugs, and someone else died. Okay, well, let's get you forgiven then. What am I doing? Are you making light of sin? I'm really making heavy of the blood of Jesus. I'm saying his sacrifice is equally effective on all types of sin and any quantity of sin. So therefore, I'm not going to magnify some disease over the other. Well, mine's incurable. Okay, well, let's get you healed then. Well, mine, I've had it my whole life. I was born this way. Okay, well, let's get you healed then. I don't even want to, uh, you know, how some people will use the, the born this way for behaviors too. I don't really care. I mean, you, I mean, we can say, well, no, you weren't, or yes, you were, and we can fuss about that, or we could say, okay, well, Jesus died to set you free. It doesn't really matter what it is. God is big enough for all of it. And we're not doing this based on our own wisdom or our own strength or our own intelligence. 
We're saying he is faithful. Jesus suffered. He broke the curse. The devil is defeated. So let's get you healed. And I'm saying you can, a headache can leave you and a tumor can leave you with the same amount of effort on our part. Meaning I'm going to get my hand up and on you. In other words, enough to pray and release faith. Hallelujah. And so how do we interrupt then? How do we interrupt the plagues of this world, the curse, the sickness, the diseases of this world? Well, uh, think about it this way. The way that all the, and it was good, took place was another phrase in Genesis chapter 1. You know another phrase that was repeated again and again? And God said. So take out all the interim words. And God said, and it was good. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And so, therefore, when sin and Satan came to interrupt the perfect design of God with a flawless creation and sickness and disease have been running rampant, if, if God's word creates good, then God's word restores to good. I can once again say, and the Lord said, and he declared, and the result will be good. Amen. Amen. I can say, what, what do I declare? Healing is our primary topic tonight. It works in other areas as well. But I can say, by his stripes, I was healed. I can say, Matthew 8, 17, himself took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. Amen. Bore in, in his own body. And, and I can declare these things. Proverbs chapter 20, or chapter 4, I know I haven't been having you turn anything, turn anything, we're about to finish up and then we're going to minister healing. Uh, but Proverbs chapter 4 is a good one. You might know this passage. If not, uh, pay attention. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20, my son, give attention to my words. My words? Incline your ear to my sayings. Words, sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For, in other words, why would I do that? Why do I want to keep looking at them? Why do I want to keep them inside of me? For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. God's words created in the beginning things that were declared to be good, not confusing, not a new interpretation of the word good, just truly, genuinely good. And God's words continue to produce that if we'll keep them before our eyes and in our hearts. God's words are health to all their flesh. New Living Translation reads, healing to their whole body. Think about it. I know we can compare this to natural medicine, but if someone uh, gets a prescription, take three of these a day for a week, and it will do what it was created to do, usually people are going to be faithful to do that. They're going to say, well, I want, if I'm going to take this, I might as well do it the way it's, I'm instructed, make sure it works, 
right? Because that medicine, hopefully, you know, in a perfect world, is designed to knock out that condition, whatever, whatever it is, an infection or something like that. And this is what the Word of God is for us. He says, if you will apply yourself by keeping it before you and keeping it in your heart, this Word will be medicine to you. It will be health to your flesh. It'll be healing to your whole body. Proverbs 16, 24 reads, pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. So I have good news today. I don't have any harsh words. I don't have any judgmental words for anybody. We have pleasant words. They're words of life. They're words of victory, words of authority, words of power, words that set free. And when God's word is applied to our lives, it produces real, tangible, physical evidence that it is true. God's words bring health to us. Say it out loud to me. Say God's words. God's words. Did I say say it to me? Yeah. I didn't mean it that way. So just say it out loud. Say God's words, God's words. are health, are health. To, my body, to my body, to my flesh. My flesh. They, are they are healing to my whole body. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul, and health to the bones. Say, tonight is my night. God's word is already working in my body. And tonight I receive my healing. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Father, thank you for what you're doing in here. Thanks for joining us for the message today. I trust it has been a blessing and a help to your life. You know, the most important thing we could ever do is to receive salvation, to receive eternal life. You know, Jesus died for our sins. He paid the price and it's available to every single one of us. Would you like to pray today? Say it from your heart. Say it out loud. Dear God in heaven, I believe in you. I repent of my sins. I believe that Jesus died for me on the cross. He suffered in my place. He died so I could live. He was raised from the dead and he's alive today. I receive him now as my savior. I confess Jesus is Lord. Listen friend, if you prayed that prayer with me today, Congratulations, you're in, you're saved, you're right with God. I would love to hear from you so we can send you some additional material to help you in your walk and relationship with God. Please text the word SAVED to 208-314-2660. Also, I'd like to invite you to join us for a live service this coming Sunday, and you are more than welcome to be here visit our website at lcboise.com for all of the current service times. Thanks again for joining us today. God bless you.